come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get aesthetic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am... Matt. And I am Kimbra. And welcome to a fun podcast episode. I Look, I know it hasn't happened yet. So you're saying, Matt, how do you know it's going to be a fun podcast episode? I know because they're all fun. But also this one's going to be extra fun because we have some special guests and that's always extra fun. And these special guests got up early in the morning. Not really that early in the morning, but they it is morning time for them because they are all the way from down under. And uh, we're going to bring them on in just a moment. But before we do, just uh, any little bits and tidbits of news or anything we need to cover? Um, well, I just want to throw in real quick. I think this is going to be an extra fun podcast because for the people that are watching us, this is our first time having someone else on, a, on with us since we started doing it live. That's true. As an official guest, we've yes. thrown some people on in the after show. Yeah, but that's different. It is. Yeah. yeah. So by the way, if you are watching this now on YouTube or listening to it on your favorite podcast app, uh, what we do now is we do them live on YouTube. It, it could vary, but they've been on Friday nights. It's not always necessarily going to be on Friday night. And, um, and we hang out a little bit before, a little bit after if you're on the live and uh, yeah, and have some fun. Yeah. Anyways, you said updates and news. Do we have anything? So I think just updates. Let's let's all give a nice cheer and round of applause because it sounds like maybe, and I know we talked about this last week, but it still sounds like progress is being made for cruising to happen this summer. There's yeah. still hurdles. It's not all settled. Uh, it's but it's look. It sounds very very positive. The CDC keeps moving forward with with saying positive things. Yes, they're saying nice things. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I meant. Mike is on real quick. Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike. And, um, uh, and we were just talking about Mike. Love East Bat Life. Check it out. We we're talking about them in the, in the pre-show. But uh, here, and speaking of that, okay, because we have had Love East Bat Life on the podcast before, just not when we did the video one. But really, it was, it was Love East Bat Life and the Down Under Cruisers, who are our special guests today, that got us... The, to do StreamYard on YouTube. Which is why we're doing this live. And Stacy, um, who is in the studio, live studio audience, who really pushed us forward and doing these live because he likes the video version. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you did that, Stacy, because now we have both audio and video for whatever your taste, whatever your flavor may be. So if you are someone who is, maybe you're a creator, maybe you just have a lot of experience cruising, maybe you just really want to be on the podcast, uh, send us an email, fantasticcruising at gmail.com, because what we would really like to do in the future is we would like to get more guests onto the podcast. Yes. I mean, we love doing our, our own podcast without guests, 
But we really, really like the episodes where we have guests on. And you don't just have to hear our opinions all the time, which if you listen to enough episodes, you probably could guess exactly what I'm going to say about a subject. So this gives different perspectives and it helps us learn more and just broadens our experience. So if you are interested in that, again, the email is fantasticcruising at gmail.com. If you want to cruise and you want to book a cruise, that's a different email. It is. It is fantastic travel at gmail.com. And we will hook you up and get you booked on one of these cruises that is going to happen real soon. Yes. Absolutely. All right. I think that's everything I could think of. We didn't really get any emails. We kind of did. We got uh, we got an email from Tony, uh, but with some suggestions for for cruise creatures. And uh, we're not going to do any of those directly today because we have some cruise creatures lined up. But thank you for the suggestions, Tony. And uh, you may hear references to those, as, especially one of them, as we go through. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'll keep it a surprise. Okay. All right. All right. All right so without further ado, should we bring up our, our visitors? Let's... Um, <laughs> our visitors, our guests? Sure. Let's start with this here. This is, well, this is not, well, it is their logo, but um, it's the, I re, I redrew their logo because that's the kind of person I am. And I, you, <laughs> you guys know me, I like to draw. And so I was looking at their logo and I thought, man, I, I like, I like all the things in their logo. There's a didgeridoo, there's a kangaroo, there's a kiwi, and there's a boomerang, and there is their name, the Down Under Cruises. And I like all those things quite a bit. So I decided to draw that and they seem to like it. So, so there it is. There is their, their logo. They may use it for certain things and I hope they do. They're welcome to, of course, it's their logo. It is, it is not our logo. All right. But if we were in Australia, we'd have to fight them for the logo. That's not true. No. Ours would have a crocodile on it. There is a hidden crocodile in this one. There is. Okay. I hit a crocodile let's, on their logo. Let's stop talking about their logo and talk to them. <laughs> okay. How about that? That sounds brilliant. You're Ilana. And you're Sean. And together we are the, the Down, Down Under, Under Cruisers. Cruises. Hello it's there. Like, it's like you guys have done this before. <laughs> uh, only once no. or twice. <laughs> we do come from the land down under where the women glow and the men chunder. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear Can you hear the thunder? Um, look, you guys, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. And uh, if you guys are not aware, I'm just going to say this right up front. The Down Under Cruisers do have their own YouTube channel. They also have a, a group on Facebook. We'll get more details about those as we go through this conversation. But just know that right up front. And uh, I'll say this now and we'll say it later. They do live streams quite a bit. Like I said, that's how one of the ways that we were really influenced to use StreamYard. And they're going to go on about an hour after this podcast live is done. So, you know, we're going to send you guys over to their channel to hang out after that. But look, thank you guys for coming on. And uh, of course, you know, I'm a little bit of a of an Australian um, fanboy, I guess you'd say. You know, you take all the credit for loving Australia. <laughs> and and that's cool. You can like Australia. I can like but, Australia. But I also am a fan of Australia. I'm just not as vocal about it. That's true in everything, really. You're not well, that's, as vocal. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I, I used to tell my mom, my mom travels all the time, and I've always told her that the one vacation she is not allowed to go on without me is Australia. Well, Quite come right. on down. Come on down. There's plenty of room. <laughs> now, you guys are from Queensland? 
Is that correct? No, in Victoria. What's that? We're in Melbourne. Melbourne, Victoria. Victoria. Melbourne, why did I think you guys were in Queensland? So Melbourne, Victoria is is further south it's, than uh, yes. Queensland. Is it? South you're in South Wales, essentially, then, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, southeast. Southeast. Are you south? Is that south of Sydney? Yes. Okay. So you're way down there. Yep. All right. So yeah. All right. That's good to know. I don't know why I had it in my head that they were from Queensland. I don't know. I think did I think Dave set me on the wrong path with that one. Yeah, Dave did. <laughs> Dave's to blame for everything. We'd like to be in Queensland, mind you. It's a beautiful well, place. So so here's my question to you guys. I know I know like where you guys are at, it's it's a pretty urban area. Is that accurate? Like a just yep. a normal Australian city kind of landscape. But is well, Queensland more um like sort of wild? Um it's it's tropical. It's very, it's beautiful. It's tropical. Um, you've got the Great Barrier Reef, of course. Um, it's vast. So as you move further inland, it does start to get a whole lot drier as you move away from the coast. Um, wild. I mean, yes, that, that, well, it's our usual creepy crawlies and, you know, <laughs> anything that, that, that can and wants to kill you is there. <laughs> no, no, no. They've got, they've got more of the creepy crawlies and things that kill you. They do, they do. Uh, we're going to get into those too. But, but are there big cities up there in Queensland? Well, um, Brisbane would be considered to be Australia's third largest city. Okay, that's up there. Sydney, Melbourne, and then Brisbane, and then Adelaide and Perth. And then okay. you've got the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast, Gold Coast is that the west? Is that the west coast? Um, uh, it's no, more it's east. east. Um, it's our eastern the, border. The Gold Coast oh, okay. is pretty much almost, uh, and Queenslanders will hate it when I say this, but it's pretty much almost a suburb of Brisbane. It's become oh, okay. Okay. that close. It's only like about 90, 90 miles or something like that. Okay. That that's interesting. All right, now, all right, let's get in, let's get into you guys though. So you guys um are obviously in interested in cruising because you call yourselves the down under cruisers. And yep. uh, and so my first question is, um, I, I don't even know the answer to this. How many cruises have you guys been on? Well, we're, we're, we're actually relatively newcomers to cruising. <laughs> We've only been on two, would you believe? Um, We've but, booked 65. Yes. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, due, due to current climates. Um, yeah. But we, we went on our first one and uh, got hooked pretty much pretty quickly which was unexpected to be honest we didn't know what we were going to think of cruising and it was something that I had to be honest was not particularly interested in myself I wanted to I prefer well I did prefer to get on a plane and spend the time at the destination I didn't actually realize that the ship was a destination in itself uh, which I soon discovered and uh, we uh, became hooked pretty quickly and uh, went on our second one, but um, due to yeah, things coming to a halt, we've not been able to indulge any further. No. We, yeah. we did okay. actually. So that, that's interesting. So, so Sean was the one that sort of inspired the cruising to start? Yeah, I think he was the one. Um, actually, it was you who made the suggestion. Well, we were looking at somewhere to go. To be honest, it was our honeymoon. And um, we were looking at places like, going to Thailand we were just trying to look at something over the space over 
say, an eight, eight, nine, ten days holiday. And we were looking at Thailand and Fiji. And um, we thought, well, let's have a look at a cruise and see the value for money. And we thought, well, this was really good value. It value, and, absolutely. Great value and, in cruising. Yeah. And had a 13-night trip to New Zealand on the beautiful Golden Princess. So, wait a minute. Your first cruise was a 13-night cruise? Yep. Yeah, we do longer cruises here. We don't do the short because we're so far away. It takes us three days to get anywhere. Gotcha. So, um, okay. Yeah, they're all longer cruises from Australia. Yep. So, do you have any future cruises booked? We do. We do. We've got our uh, group cruise, which we were hoping you guys would join us on. And uh, 15th, 15th to the 23rd of, Oct of October 2022, um, we... Um, we're doing the South Caribbean. We are on the Carnival Horizon. The, yeah, and and you will actually get to see me wear this ridiculous hat um, a lot more often <laughs> on the cruise. But um, you might consider it to be a ridiculous ha uh, hat. It is actually quite functional because the Great Australian Salute um, does does happen quite often. And so why salute when you've got the hat that will salute for you? <laughs> so, <laughs> It's so, just that the no flies on me hat. Yeah, the no fly zone. <laughs> for for those of you list, just listening to this, Sean's hat is kind of a kind of a typical Aussie hat, but it's got like strings with are those like corks hanging out? Of it? And so, uh, so yeah, so so quite functional as well as decorative. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the cruise is leaving out of Miami and heading down to um, the South Caribbean. We're stopping off at Aruba. Uh, Bonaire, did I say it right? You did. You didn't say sure. Belair. You said yeah, Bonaire. Good. Bonaire, uh, La Romana and <laughs> Amber, uh, Cove. Amber Cove finishing back off at Miami. Um, and we've got a, quite a good group of people coming on board with us. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's our cruise coming up. It does sound really cool, and we haven't ruled out going on that cruise. Trust I, me, I haven't been to any of those ports. No, and I've, I've been to I've been to them, but uh, well, I haven't been to Bonaire yet. Now, when you said Bel, Bel Air almost it now it makes me want to do the Fresh Prince of Bon Air. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's where it came from. I'm gonna just stuck him. in the brain. <laughs> he always says it. <laughs> but yeah, that sounds like an amazing cruise and uh and that group cruise would be group cruises are a lot of fun. Uh they really yeah. are, and uh to be able to go with you guys would be definitely an added benefit. And that cruise. Yeah, I mean, obviously Southern Caribbean is is where it's at for me. I, I love Southern Caribbean. So that one should be outstanding. And the horizon, so we're the supposed thing. to go on the horizon, but we'll see. Yeah. But, but here's see. the thing, um, Matt, the, the important thing is that because we're going to those places, I know you guys absolutely hate going in the water, so you're going to have to drag <laughs> me into the water with you and we'll do some research together, shall we? I, I think so. I think so, absolutely. Speaking of water, let's talk about your picture. Oh, oh yeah, uh, you got a beautiful okay. picture behind you. For those listening, it's uh, you'll just have to picture a beautiful tropical water scene. But yeah, tell yeah. us about what's going on there. Well, that was our, our other cruise that we went. Uh, Twenty eighteen, we went to the South Pacific to New Caledonia, Vanuatu, and Fiji, and that is the gorgeous, stunning place, Mystery Island. It's called in Vanuatu. You just go into ankle deep water and you see fish and the coral and starfish and it's gorgeous. So that's at Mystery Island, Vanuatu. 
and and uh, that that cruise was actually quite special because uh, it was the opportunity that I had to see where Ilana had spent a, a fair bit of her life as well. So. I grew up in Fiji, Suva, Fiji, so oh, it was a trip cool. for me taking oh, uh, Sean there. Okay, so I, being a, a reptile person, um, when I think of Fiji, I automatically think of the Fiji Island iguana. The iguanas, uh, yes. My best friend had an iguana as a pet, beautiful green, gorgeous green iguana. With the, with the white bars on it? The, gorgeous. The, like the, the Fiji, oh, yes. Those are, those are absolutely, like people, uh, iguanas, first of all, th that's not the cruise creature for today, but, but iguanas typically are new world. So it's kind of one of those evolutionary exceptions where you get an iguana in a place like Fiji, but the Fiji Island iguana, it's, it's a little smaller than like our green iguanas over here, but they are bright green. And mm -hmm. I think it's just the males that have the white like bands on them and just, oh, just absolutely amazing looking. And they're and, amazing swimmers too. Oh, are they? They swim that's, from island to island, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Ooh, that there? Yeah, she's, she just pulled up a picture of, of Let's one. Let's see if I can <laughs> show everyone else this mm -hmm. blurry photo. <laughs> it's not going to go into focus. Um, if you're yeah, just listening, look it up. That. Yeah, Fiji Island Iguana. Uh, the best way to do that, if I may, if I may educate you on StreamYard, the best way sure. to do that would be do a search in if you're using Chrome oh. or whatever, do a and search, and then you can share the screen. See, this is why we brought you on. So it's it's not just the podcast, but a tutorial for us. <laughs> this is hey, one of the cool things this, about StreamYard is it gives you a lot of opportunity to uh, to do this sort of thing on the fly, as Kimbra is is using her fingers of of lightning right now to to bring it up I wish, but i wish i could talk with lightning uh, what's going on there kimbra tell uncle <laughs> Sean all. so so you guys have done two cruises they were i guess they were both longer cruises then and yep. uh and you you've gone to places in the south pacific have you oh you said the first one was to new zealand yes yep. that's right so tell us what is a cruise to New Zealand like? Like how many port stops was that and, and that sort of thing? Quite a few port stops, actually. Um, it to, it um, Basically a circumnavigation of both South and North Islands. Um, we left from Melbourne. Um, we went a very rough Tasman Sea can be extremely rough. Um, it's a, not a smooth stretch of water by any means. So the boat was rocking all right. The what? The, what? the ship pumps on. Chidfully sorry. Uh, the ship was rocking and rolling. Um, and, uh, and can I just say hello? Uh, sorry if you don't mind. Um, our um, partner channels just dropped in too. So it's lovely to see them if you don't mind me just saying oh, hi. Right. To the no, absolutely. absolutely. Welcome, guys. Doug. Hi, Larry. Um, so we went up around to quite a number actually it was quite port laden i have to say wasn't it yeah except um, for the first spot which was we went into oh, milford sound gorgeous um fjordlands uh, early in the morning about 5 a.m it is silent and just calm and you go into the beautiful fjords it's just scenic cruising and the ship does a 360 so everyone has a chance to have a look all around complete um, panoramic uh, view and um, uh, doubt, Doubtful Sound and Milford Sound. And then we went to Toranga. Uh, Gibbs. 
um, Gisborne. Gisborne um, oh gosh, it's it's a while. <laughs> I can't even remember <laughs> you now. Need to go back. And um, Auckland, of course. Oh, mm. beautiful. Um, Akaroa. Akaroa was gorgeous. It's a little French village in New Zealand. Beautiful. Yeah. We went on a double-decker bus. Oh, that was funny. That that was so slow that we were overtaken uphill by a cyclist. Not a motorcyclist, <laughs> but a pedalling cyclist. Um, every time we went into first gear, we actually went backwards. Um, um, Auckland, um, Wellington, Windy Wellington. Uh, New Zealand is stunning, by the way. The climate in New Zealand is is a little bit cooler, right? Because it's yes, far enough it south. Correct. Yeah, they couldn't make up its mind whether it was um, summer or <laughs> autumn. It was sort of you have to layer there because it just changes. Wellington's known as with the Windy City, Windy Wellington, and it lived up to that reputation. Um, yeah, so T-shirt with, with a few long sleeve layers over the top. And it, and it was, sorry, John, it was January. Yeah. Which should be because, our summer, and it was, was quite. Say, so for for American people, that's summertime in Australia. <laughs> um, but it was brilliant. It was brilliant. When I think and, of uh, New Zealand, I think of two things. I think of the 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 beautiful sets on the Lord of the Rings movies. Yes. And yep. I think of the Thompson twins. So. That's what oh. I think wow. Um, <laughs> that's a blast from the past. As part of the. <laughs> Part of the cruise, um, they did have an excursion to Hobbiton, so you oh, could have cool. you could have gone and had a look. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen after after this lovely pandemic, but um, and I use the word well. Um, I look at this pandemic as having both a good side and a bad side. Uh, the bad side is the effects on the general population around the world. The good side is I would never have met guys like you, mm. so. Yeah, it's there. There have been some silver linings in the with the pandemic for sure. So yeah, but uh, yes, lots of non-silver linings. But there have been yep. some good yep. things that come out of it. Really, yeah, very cool. Yeah, I, New Zealand is is uh, well, New Zealand's not high up on my list of places to go, only because there's so many places on that list that it gets pushed down. But if I was able to spend a lot of time in that part of the world, it would move to the top really fast because it just looks like a gorgeous, gorgeous place. That cruise sounds amazing. All those guys for there. what it's worth, for what it's worth, you, you want, you don't want to only do a cruise around New Zealand. You want to go and get an RV and hmm. you want to drive the place. It, New Zealand is absolutely exquisite. Just a it's just a place to you, you don't have time on the cruises to really take it all in, you think? Well the interesting no. thing is when you're going from one point to another, the top end of New Zealand has a lot of um, natural beauty. It's just you know, it's just gorgeous land. Then you go down to the South Island and you get all these natural wonders happening, like these um, sulfur geysers, these hot water geysers, um, water spouts they call them. Um, and the beautiful rivers where you can do the rivers, jet boating. And, absolutely. Um, it's, it's just, you've just got to spend time. Yeah, the scenery is stunning. But then if you really want to upset a, a, a Kiwi, just tell him that he's the eighth state of Australia. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the Prime Minister of New Zealand even admitted it. She didn't yeah. want to, but she admitted it. 
that <laughs> New Zealand is the eighth state of Australia. We, we consider Kiwis to be our brothers from other, mother, other mothers. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say, is there, is, there a tension? is there like a tension between Kiwis and, and Aussies? It's no. like, it's almost, only at rugby. Only yeah, when it's only rugby. At rugby, that's right. In rugby. But it, it might be it might might be the same relationship you guys have with Canadians. Okay. Yep. That mm. that probably is a good analogy there. Very cool. Now the other cruise you went on was to more tropical locales. Correct. So you said you, you named all the places, but give us sort of a synopsis of that cruise. Uh, we went to um, Isle of Pines, which is a um, an island belonging to New Caledonia, uh, which is French-speaking because it's a um, part of France, um, a French colony. Um, be- that is beautiful. The it water is. is so, so, so clear. clear. Unbelievable. Um, then uh, we went on to Vanuatu. After that, to beautiful Mystery Island, uh, and some unfortunately we didn't get to other um, islands of Vanuatu where they've got this amazing. I think it's on the island of Espiritu Santo. They've got what's called the blue the blue water hole. It is this incredible like azure color. Um, it's quite well known, um, stunning. I wish we'd gone there, uh, but we didn't. Um, Weather Vanuatu for diving, by the way, is mm. one of the best places in the world. It's incredible. And then we went on to uh, various um, ports in Fiji, to Suva, which is the capital city, and then on to a couple of um, other places. Oh, and one of them we couldn't get into. No. We, we did get into. Well, the, the tender broke. The tender broke. <laughs> the tender oh, broke no. the wolf. <laughs> oh, no. It came back very quickly. <laughs> it was very rough. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say? So you got hooked right away, which, I hey, I totally get it. I, I was not excited about cruising. I was very hesitant to cruise, and then as soon as I did it, I was hooked almost almost as soon as I stepped on the ship. Yep. But um, what is it about cruising that hooked you guys? Like, what are the things that made you love cruising? What was it? Oh, for just me, oh, I don't know. For me, um, it was because <clears throat> excuse me, for, um, I I lead a relatively stressful life. So for me, it was get onto the ship. Bags go down, unpack, and then do I want to drink or do I want to go and look at this or do I just want to lie down and do nothing? And and you know what? I'm going to go to a different place. So it was just like everything I ever wanted was just sitting on that boat. And I'll say boat, yes, on that ship. Yeah, um, you can't say boat. You'll get in trouble. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just, it was just um, for me, it was just you get on and that's it. I don't want to run. So that was it. No, I get oh, that. Well, yeah. I think I was hooked the minute we saw that ship as we were driving towards it. Yeah. It was like, oh, my God, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And it was just, just you get caught up in the excitement and there's just something when you step on board. It's like, oh, wow, wow. And knowing that you're going to wake up and go onto your balcony or look through your window and you're going to see the most beautiful scenery. And also have the choice. You do nothing or you can join in and, you know, yeah, It really is great because it, it can appeal and it does appeal to so many different people for so many different reasons. And you can get so many different experiences out of the same cruise, just depending right. on how you want to do it. 
and the stress level, like those, those two things hit for me too. Like this, the stress level is like almost zero and, and just being able to be adventurous, forcing me to relax. Cause I, I'll, I'll adventure the whole time if you give me the opportunity, but when I get, when I have to relax, I enjoy it. Um, yeah, those are, those are definitely things that hit for me. Yeah. Just, just knowing that, that once you're on the ship, you know that you're going to go to all these different places, but you don't have to do that. The ship yeah. is going to do it for you. So you're yeah. vacationing right. while you're going to your vacation spots. Yeah, yeah. correct. And and I think that, you know, you said that when you saw the ship, you were like, wow, this is incredible. And I think that's another thing that uh, people that love cruising, that's something that clicks with with us because that ship is, is just amazing. I'm, I'm not like a person that usually cares about the the hotel or the vehicle, but, but there is something about a cruise ship that is just, it's elegant, it's functional, it's got everything you need. And it's just, it's just kind of an amazing piece of engineering. And there's something almost magical, almost, you know, we've been watching, I don't know if you guys are science fiction geeks, but we are. And we've been watching the old Star Trek Next Generation oh, yeah. show. And, yeah. uh, and it occurs to me that being on a, on a cruise ship is a little bit like being on a starship. Um, mm. You know, it's there's there's some parallels there that I think is part sure. of what appeals to me as well. The only problem we have is we can't be beamed between sessions. <laughs> if we could, that'd be great because they could just beam you over and and get rid of all the virus on the on the, with the transporter. <laughs> I was you there. I have to say, I don't know if it's like this on other cruise lines, but on Princess at midday, the captain would come on and give pearls of wisdom. Um, little tidbits of yeah, um, yeah. interesting maritime um, information. Uh, it was just really, some of them were hilarious. And so you'd all stop and listen. It was really interesting. The world stopped for the captain. <laughs> we, we really waited for midday to hear the bells and then um, the captain's pearls of wisdom. It was fabulous. I have not experienced that. I wonder if that was, did was that the case on, on two different princess yes. ships? Yes. Yep. Interesting. Oh, that's cool. We'll have to ask one of our one of our faithful listeners, Mary Miller, uh, is a avid princess sailor. We'll have to see if if that they're like that over here. But that would be that would be pretty neat. Yeah. That, of course, Princess part of the Carnival Corporation. Mm -hmm. um, how did you find the cruise directors on the princess ships? Were they very involved, or were they kind of just in the background? Um, well, being our first cruises, we didn't know what, what to expect anyway. So um, for us, we we um, I can't remember. To be honest. Well, <laughs> so be, look, we enjoyed ourselves. That's all I can say. Um, Aussies are a bit different to Americans. What we watch the, the people's vlogs on on say the carnivals, and uh, Americans are far more. Um, willing to immerse themselves in the deck parties and carry on people might people think um i can see someone's comment there about aussies being quite rambunctious um <laughs> but we we when we That's look at like, Americans, that, by the way <laughs> and <welcome>. we, <laughs> when we look at america i, I know you know that we have a reputation for, for drinking but i well we don't but uh anyway um <laughs> and we look at americans and they're all into the deck parties and dressing up and whatever we found that on our maybe it's princess because it's a slightly older perceived to be demographic. an older um, demographic um we didn't find that you know it it's was quite probably yeah probably a different atmosphere princess is sort of a 
it's it's a little bit older crowd, but also sort of a different atmosphere that they sort of a little of, more high class. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and so it's it you probably get a little bit different feel. Carnival's kind of known as the party, the party ship. ship, but maybe that's just one more way I'm a little bit Australian because I'm not a deck party person. My like my favorite thing to do on the ship is sit somewhere where I can smell and see and hear the water and just yeah. relax. Maybe have a cocktail, maybe draw yes. a little bit. You know, that's that's like that's like the pinnacle of my cruise experience on board a ship. I like some of the activities, like the trivia, I like all that kind of stuff, but um, but I'd give it all up just to sit on the yeah. deck and listen to the water and stuff. Yeah. That's that's yeah. one of the reasons that I really like the Carnival Paradise is they the uh, what's the twenty one and older called? Um, oh my god! Wow! Now I'm blanking out. I see what she did to me. <laughs> what's it called? What's it called? Somebody in the cruise. What the, are in the cruise? The, in the the chat. space that only twenty one and older can go to. It's the adults only. The area. adults only. Yes. Anyways, it's right on the back <laughs> of the ship, and it's not like super high or not super low. It's like right on a good level, and you can sit right at the edge and just watch out the aft and all the the wake and stuff. Is yeah. that what that's called? Yeah, Am I missing out? I just now can't. I can't think of any words. Serenity? The Serenity deck. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. You know, like the yeah. Firefly movie. Yeah. That's right. Now, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, and Mallory just said Serenity in there. And so did Stacey said Serenity. <laughs> so, I so I've got a comment for, for streaming being. Oh, yes. Are you, are you trying to tell me that I'm nearly dead? <laughs> Carnival for the newlywed and princess for the nearly dead. I oh, I'm just saying he's from Canada. He's not representing. Oh, I would now wait a minute. Fellow Connect, we would be we would be um we would be protecting you, Connects, from these Yanks, but no, no, you've just blown it. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, you so can't beat an aft wake view, can you? What's that? You can't beat a wake view. No. <laughs> it, it's awesome. Like that, I my first two cruises were on the Paradise, and that was like my favorite place to go, yeah. just sitting, yeah. and it's just right there, and I could just sit there and just watch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's definitely a, a good spot. Yeah. So what do you guys think of the food on the cruises? Are you like, uh, okay, uh, we rolled off the ship literally afterwards. We, we were, yeah. oh, well, I was, no, we, we went on. I mean, it was that good that it was not good. We went on the ship as guests and came off as cargo. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It must be the sea air because I found that my clothes shrunk. That's and I think it it's is. the sea air that does that. I don't really understand care. it. Mm. Well, there are little pixies in the cupboard during the night that sew the seams together. Uh, it's a mystery. So, are are you guys are you guys uh, main dining room people, or are you buffet people, or do you like to mix it up? Uh, mix it up. Um, we, we tend to dine for lunch in the buffet, and we tend and we to have, have dinner. Yep, in the buffet as well. Dinner in the MDR uh, or, we, or at um, any the specialties. specialty restaurant that we so desire at the time. Yeah. Did you we, do, we do like specialties, specialty restaurants on the Princess ships? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, the Crown the, Grill or the, the Sterling steak, Grill. Yeah. I'm a steak man. Mm. So, um, well, yeah, we have Outback Steakhouse over here. I heard that's super authentic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not. <laughs> yeah. 
don't, I don't even have what good kangaroo that? there. What is no. that? <laughs> look, look, we always laugh about it when someone mentions it. <laughs> the first time I walked into an Outback Steakhouse, uh, I looked on the wall and they had a, a photograph of an alligator, not a crocodile, an American oh, alligator. No. And that's oh, when I knew it was all a sham. And and then I saw that same photograph of an alligator in other outback restaurants after that. So wow, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> and the, but uh, the food is amazing, and that's we, we that's the only thing we actually we do stress about is from the minute we get up, it's like what are we going to do for lunch? What do we get? We love our food. What are we going to do for dinner? That's what you do on holidays. You think about mm, where are we yeah. eating? What are we eating? And and the best thing is. Honey bunch, you don't have to cook it. We don't. Yes, don't have to shop, cook, prepare, wash, put away things. That's why we go to the dining room for dinner because we do like to feel that we're actually on holiday. Yeah, yeah. Any favorite dishes that stand out that like a must-have? Steak. He loves. He loves his steak. Um, the, I have to say, the princess have their desserts. I can only talk about. We can only talk about princess, of course. I'm sorry that we're going on about it. Um, but we have nothing to compare yet, but their desserts, they have Norman Love who does um, the chocolate desserts are spectacular, awesome. absolutely spectacular. And they had a, a fabulous a Japanese um, oh, that restaurant. Unbelievable. We love Japanese fresh seafood and the beautiful sashimi and beautifully presented food in the Japanese restaurant. That, that, that was, was fabulous. And, and it was one of the, um, the upcharge restaurants, and funnily enough, it was empty. It a it was empty, and b it was cheaper than if you went to any of the other upcharge restaurants. Hmm. So it was interesting. Was it a la carte, or was it uh, pay once and you get to pick these items off the menu? Um, you had a choice actually in that one. Um, you could pay um, a one-off per head. Um, and you got like a set menu, but you could choose within the set menu. You had choices, um, or you could choose individual, like off a la carte items. Okay. Are there they any? Had Sorry. <laughs> they had Are a Curtis any... Stone restaurant called Share. I don't know if you know who Curtis Stone is. He's an Aussie chef, well known. Okay. Oh, okay. He's quite well known. Well known. He's Look quite. I don't even know who he is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be well known in the states because i think he lives the, most of the time there um we didn't find that terribly excite the menu to us no, it wasn't exciting. We, we didn't know didn't excite they us they had some of the curtis stone um dishes in the mdr and um mm. when we tried those they were like you know, okay, pretty ordinary average mm. okay sorry curtis now that was that was my next question do you know was there anything that was very australia specific on your cruises since they were cruising out of Australia. Like, I don't even know if we, if I would know if we had like an American specific thing because it's just normal for me. But like, do they have Vegemite on the, on the Australian cruises? Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. I think they did. Yep. Sorry. They had the little sachets. They, they, yeah, they had the little sachets. In the, in the buffet Vegemite for breakfast, buffet. yeah. You could ask them, yeah, yeah for your toast. But I had to bring I, my I, own. I just said if we want if we want Vegemite, all we need to do is go down to the uh, engine room and get some of the uh, extra grease that's out of there. You know, yes, would know the difference. <laughs> but now, um, by the way, um, Matt, uh, I'm under strict instructions from Dave um, that I've got to bring a suitcase load of Vegemite for you. I mean, Ilana will bring it because she'll have some. But I've got to bring it just for you. So 
We'll try I, to get I, I can't argue with that. It sounds it sounds sound to me. I can find it over here. Oh, Tim Tams. There's a there's a British shop that actually occasionally has Vegemite, and I can order it off of Amazon. But uh, yep. you know, I won't say no to a suitcase full because uh, here's the problem: like I have, I like hoard what I have, and I'm like, ooh, should I eat it? Can I only eat it on special occasions? So <laughs> a thin smear, I hope only. I hope you don't load yeah. it on. I was I was instructed by Dave how to eat Vegemite properly. Uh, I think oh. that I think that most people that try it in the United States that are like horrified by it just don't know how to eat it right. So yeah, no, that's I agree. right. I agree. And 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 the other thing is, um, make sure that Dave doesn't get you too involved with the microwave because I mean, you know, that's that's where his internet is coming from. These microwaves. <laughs> Oh, now, Matt, you're asking for recipes for veg with Vegemite going yes. beyond smearing it on toast. Okay. Um, whilst Vegemite, people think it's beef, but it's not. Um, there's no beef whatsoever in it. Um, you can, if you're doing like a spaghetti bolognese or a stew, you can put a spoonful in. Oh. And it really makes it a really um, whole lot more flavor in it. I could see that. It's flavor. And a little bit of, of salt, of course, because it's quite salty. But, uh, yeah, you can pop it into cooking. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I'll have to try that, especially I, the, the stew. Yeah, I may even eat that. I mean, I don't I don't hate it, but it's not something oh, that I'm Kimber. willingly going to eat. I, I have to no. admit, I was a little happy that you didn't like the Vegemite because then I didn't have to share. <laughs> <laughs> Kimbra, uh, uh, the, you, you won't put that stuff down my throat. Not I right. mean, like I took a bite of it and I was like, if this was the only thing I had to eat, I would do it. But I wouldn't willingly say, hey, let me have some bites of that. I don't blame <laughs> you. It's 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 really, it's quite an acquired taste. I only like it very, very thin and not very often. I feel like my tolerance has gone up on it though. Like I started with a little smear. It gets, it gets a little more every time I eat it and uh, I haven't overdone it yet. It's kind of like, I don't know, coffee. Oh, you will. Yeah. <laughs> Mallory's in the chat. She says she knows who um, Curtis Stone is. Yeah, so I just, just looked asked, him up. I've seen him before. So you are, you yeah, are you've never with seen him. this guy? Oh, he looks a little bit familiar. Yeah, he's on like cooking shows or something. Yes, okay. that's right. He's married to an American actress. Uh, oh, okay. Lindsay Price, I think her name is. Interesting. Yeah, I've seen him before. I don't know where or whatever, but I've seen him. That's good enough. So <laughs> let's. What about the entertainment side of cruising? Is is there certain things that you guys really enjoyed as far as the entertainment goes, whether it be shows or uh, like trivia things, or I don't, they may tea time. I don't know what they what they have over there exactly, but were there anything that's anything that stands out for you guys? We, we enjoyed um, Crooner's Lounge. Um, they usually had like a, a guest singer, and they had. Um, they had a fabulous man. Um, he called himself the little, the Scottish man. Yeah. And he was sat at the piano and he'd start sort of crooning and then he'd stop and tell a funny story, hilarious story, and then he'd pick up exactly where he left off in the song um, and he would chat with the audience. He was really fantastic. So we'd stop in at Crooner's Lounge just for a pre-dinner cocktail and um, have a sit and listen to him. And God um, forbid you should walk past while he was oh. playing. <laughs> 
he would start playing. He, when we walked past one night, we were walking quite quickly, and the piano, he would play the piano a whole lot quicker because we were walking, <laughs> we were walking, and we sort of picked up on that. So we doubled back slowly in the music, and he played slow, slower. It was really, he was very funny and entertaining. And the shows, the production shows were fabulous. We did go to all of those. Well, we enjoyed them. Um, and look, there were a few, few, um, the band that was playing out on deck most of the time was, yeah, was they yeah, were quite good. Yep, yeah, they were good. Yep, we had a bit of a dance. Okay. Yep. And they had movie under the stars, so we'd go to the cinema and watch and do movies under the stars and all that sort of thing. So we sort of you know tried to immerse ourselves as much as we could. Yeah, that's what she wants to do. She has not been on a ship yet that had the big movie theater out on deck, mm -hmm. so she wants to watch a movie at night on the on the deck and stuff. So. Yeah, that's that's oh, a lot of fun. Like doing that. Yeah, we we are we are um, sports fanatics. Let me say, we will walk into the gym to turn around and walk out. <laughs> we did go. To the <laughs> we went to the gym. We walked through the gym to go to the dining room, to the buffet. You had that to walk. That was our gym, that was our gym experience. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like exiting through the gift shop at a place like that. They're like making yep. you walk through the gym. That's going to make you feel, but they probably do that. So you'll eat less food. They're like, we'll save on some food because <laughs> walk to the gym. will be like, I better not eat that. <laughs> that didn't work for us. Did not work for us. <laughs> what I don't understand on ships though, where does this idea of these art, art auctions come from on ships? I, I don't get that. It is interesting. And, and there are people that buy the art on those, in those auctions, I don't know if it's if you're really getting a good deal or if it's just kind of the the fun of buying it at sea or hmm. or what. I, I I mean I'm an art person, so I like to go through the art galleries on the ship. But I I don't know. It's yeah. I must not confess. Cheap. I must confess I'm not an arty, and uh, if I look at a painting, it's either got to show me tell me something or forget it i'm not going to i'm not even going to look at it for example <laughs> at, the, at the national gallery of victoria they had a um a painting there it was white with a red dot in the middle that's the and japanese they, flag isn't it no the japanese flag's <laughs> a little bit bigger than that <laughs> but this was just like a, just a dot and uh, everybody was looking and going oh this is gorgeous this, and i look at them and i go yeah right yeah it's perfect well, Sean, where's your hair gone? <laughs> I, I got sick and tired of being knocked Whoa. out by my corpse. Oh. <laughs> Besides, there's no flies in here, right? No, there aren't. No, I, I'm not. I don't really. Uh, I'm not really a huge fan of the of the modern abstract art myself. No, I, I don't like, understand I, it either. I think I'm it's more of a classical art kind of person. Yes, like, yeah, it's very pretentious when you sit there and look at a, a look at a, a blank, a black painted canvas and people are saying oh yes it's from, you know it's this and it's that I, I don't i think i find it very pretentious yeah and yeah Cindy and spike is as busy picking on me again as usual <laughs> put the sunglasses on and, and let's just say spikers are uh are in the chat right now and they are also part of that group cruise right yeah ah, so yes. the uh, partner channels there are three of us there's us the down under cruisers um Sparkers Crazy Travels or Crazy Adventures, and then uh, us and more. So the three of us are the um, the hosts of that particular group cruise. Come Very on, cool. board, have some fun. 
Well, listen, we asked you guys to help us choose a cruise creature, so we're going to jump right. into the cruise creature right now. Awesome. All right, now you guys actually gave us two suggestions for cruise creatures, and yep. you said the manta ray. I did. We did do the manta ray it was quite a while back, but I thought we could highlight a couple things. If people want to hear a longer version, it's episode 34. Mm -hmm. But are you ready for this? I'm ready. Kimbra is going to do the manta ray, and then I'm going to do Sean's cruise creature, which is a little bit more complicated. So go ahead. So... I am not doing very good with this cruise creature thing, but I'm going to attempt it. So the manta ray is one of actually my bucket list animals to swim or dive or snorkel. I don't care what it is. As long as I'm in the water with it, that is like one of my bucket list animals. So there are two species of manta rays. Um, there's the pelagic one and then the one that's more coastal. The pelagic one can get to like seven meters or like 23 Feet? Just, I just want to point out that I put all the measurements in metric for you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Put it oh, in, yes, then I had to, then I had to dumb it down for Americans. So I got this. Oh, on you. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, so twenty-three feet or seven meters, but that's like it's huge. That's like four of you. Yeah. About. Yeah. And then the smaller one gets to like five and a half meters or about 18 feet, which is also big, huge. Yeah. So um, they're very big and they, they live kind of all over the world in, in like the warmer areas, not like real cold stuff, but like, you know, the warmer areas. Try to live if I was in the ocean. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find them on different areas of the world. Um, they do, was it they filter feeders, right? They're filter feeders. Yeah. Yep. So they they feed on plankton. They have the little thingies on their fronts. Do you remember what they're called? It starts with a C. It does. It's cephalic fins. Yes. And those things kind of help move the plankton into their mouth so that they can filter it through. That's what I use these hands for when I'm on, at the buffet <laughs> yes. to shovel it in. We're basically all manta rays. Uh, other species that are similar to them, like the devil rays and stuff, have the, the sensory organs, the ampullae of Lorenzini, mm -hmm. but the, the mantas, they've lost those sensors. So now they're just food shovelers, we think, I, as far as we know. Cool. I mean, maybe they just like to wave them around, too. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Hello, I'm a manta ray. I mean, that's what I would do. <laughs> um, and then, of course, they do have the counter shading, which Matt has talked about all the time, where they're darker on top and then lighter on the bottom, and that's to help them. So if you're above the water, um, they're harder to see because they blend in with the top. And um, underneath, of course, they blend in like with the sky. And that is my super quick version of my cruise creature, the manta ray. Well, let me just add a couple of points on there that weren't uh, in the notes necessarily. Uh, wow. One is that there is a really strange individual manta ray that the lives, yes, lives on the Great Barrier Reef that is called uh, Clouseau after Inspector Clouseau from the Pink Panther. And it is a pink manta ray. Wow. Really strange. They don't know why it's pink. It's but it's cool. Probably a genetic look anomaly. It yeah, it's it's not. If you look at the pictures, the majority of them are not photoshopped. I'm sure there are some out there that are, but um, 
but yeah, it's, it's interesting. And then uh, we mentioned earlier that Tony Dial sent us an email with suggestions for cruise creatures. Well, we're not going to do this cruise creature specifically, but there is a predator that, well, there's a few predators of the manta rays. That's why you wrote that on there. But one of them that's kind of strange is the cookie cutter shark, which is a relatively small shark. But they uh, and they they're called cookie cutters because they take bites out of things and their jaws make it like a you're taking a cookie cut out of stuff, and so they will bite the manta rays out in the open ocean when they dive deep and stuff like huh. that. So yeah, hmm. pretty cool. May I ask? I've got two questions. If I may, I ask yes. two questions about the manta ray, please. Absolutely. Are they are rays actually flattened sharks or are they their own species? So do you know the answer to this? Or um, they're, they're in the same category. So sharks and rays are, what is it? What's the word? They're el elasmobranchs yes. is, is one of the cla cl know, classifications, yeah. um, which yeah. includes, well, chondrichthys is cartilaginous fish. And then below chondrichthys is elasmobranchs, which is all of the sharks, rays, sawfish, skates. But then sharks are in their own group within that. And rays are in their own group within that. And then the manta rays are in a group within the rays. So they are closer related to a shark than they are to a bony fish, but they're definitely their own thing. Mike, thank you. And just a question number two, what is the difference? If you were to, what is the actual difference between a manta and a stingray? Sure. So manta ray doesn't sting. Um, so the stingray has that barb um, on, at the back of its tail yep. um, that, that can kind of shoot out and sting. The manta ray doesn't, it doesn't have that. Shoot well, out. It, it, it sticks, sticks out. Yeah. Okay, whatever. It, it uh -huh. stings. Um, the manta ray doesn't sting. It doesn't have right. that. And then, okay. and then rays, um, with the exception of the devil rays, which are in the manta ray group, stingrays are also bottom feeders that'll feed on like oysters and clams so their mouth is underneath and all of the um all of the manta rays are the filter feeders with the mouth in the front yeah. oh okay yep cool so you did a good job down there on your cruise creature. did i do okay you did great that was thank great job thank thank you, yeah. Kimbra, I learned. yeah and Love thank it. you for the thank you for those questions now sean of course look sean's a sean's a guy and and i think it's a guy thing that what do we ask about? We ask about what's going to kill us, right? So Sean, <laughs> so Sean shows, and I understand, he shows one of the most interesting creatures in the world, which is the cone snail. And, uh, of course, everybody knows, you know, all the stuff in Australia wants to kill you. I've got my little Steve Irwin here. Uh, but the cone snail is arguably the most venomous animal on the planet. But it's not as simple as that because there are probably about 900 species of cone snails in the world. And uh, I'm going to turn on my my iPad camera here. I can bring in. Oh, you can bring me in? Okay, yeah. cool. So I can show you because I've, I've actually got, because I work at the aquarium, now you see my chin, um, I've actually got some examples of these cone snails that I can show you guys up close. And so this one, this is the basic shape of the cone snail. It's so hard to figure out the camera here. Um, so it's kind of flat on one side, and then it's got that cone shape. But what makes cone snails different than other snails is that they are predatory. And basically, they have this little um, little sort of mouth-type thing that comes out, and there's a harpoon in it that's attached to a venom gland. And so cones... Oh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. 
I want to do this real quick. Can can we pause for a second so I can do this? <laughs> I just, sorry, I forgot about this. Oh yeah. So this is actually this is the statue at the aquarium of the manta ray, wow. and it is life size. Yes, that's the aquarium where we work. So that's yes. actually a good interlude and in, in, uh, yeah segue into this. So sorry. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like it's like the movie Jaws and. Take when Matt Hooper's like, take a long, close look at the shark in that sign. Those proportions are correct. Um, but this is a Florida cone snail. So this one, if it were to shoot that harpoon out, in this case, it does shoot it out and it discards it. Uh, it would be like a bee sting. Okay, this is just a um, a Florida Florida cone snail here, which I wrote the name down of because I knew I'd forget. It's a crown cone. Uh, so, but cones come in lots of different shapes and sizes. This one is an imperial cone here. And the imperial cone is actually the only one from here on out that I'm not gonna show you, that I'm gonna show you that doesn't live in Australia, mostly Western, Northern, and Queensland. Um, this one's the imperial cone and it's not super dangerous either. Uh, then we get into some Australian species. So this is called the soldier cone. And you notice this is a bigger animal. So some of the bigger ones will eat other snails and things like that. And also some of them will eat fish. And those are tend to be the ones that are more dangerous. Although this one's not too bad. And actually I lied. This one, which is called the textile uh, cone is only, or the lettered cone, sorry. The lettered cone is only in the Indo-Pacific. So you can see the, the Mark was there. Sure. And if you're just listening in, that's what I was getting ready to say. Then uh, you can look these up or go find the video and watch it. Now, I've got two more species I want to show you. And these two are the ones you got to be careful of. There are others you have to be careful of. But um, this one is called the feathered cone right here. Not a very big cone snail. Um, it's going to eat other mollusks like snails and things like that. But this one is potentially deadly if you get stung by it. And then this one, another Australian one here, also not the deadliest species, I don't have any of the deadliest shells, is called a marbled cone. And this one also has the potential to kill. Now here's the problem. These are beautiful shells. Yes. And so people see these and they pick them up and then that's when the snail will, will stick its its little proboscis out and jab you and, uh, and that can be pretty devastating. You can go ahead and take that version off there, that view off there. Um, Did you want any of those pictures to pop up or? No, well, no. we'll see, we'll okay. see. So, so these snails are pretty widespread. Most of the dangerous ones though, of course, they're in the Indo-Pacific and of course in Australia specifically, there are eight cone snails that are known to be potentially lethal. Three of them are verified lethal. And of those eight, Six of them are found in Australia. So, yeah, of course. <laughs> and they are all up around the Northern Territory, Northern yep. Queensland area. Yes. And the, the and most dangerous one is the geographer cone. So we can bring that up here. Uh, let me see. I'll bring a picture up on, on here. I believe it is. Let's see. Oh, that's not it. I can't see these little pictures. This one. The geographer cone, now this is the, the deadliest cone. Now here's the interesting thing. The way that cone snails work is that their venom, it doesn't kill you right away. They they're used to call some of them the cigarette shell because they said you had enough time to smoke a cigarette before you died. But in reality, it usually takes about five to eight hours for it to become lethal. 
And uh, throughout the last 300 years, there have been about 36 fatalities attributed to this geographer cone snail, but there's probably more fatalities. The problem is sometimes those effects don't happen right away. And even when they do happen, basically what the venom does is it shuts things down. It shuts down your respiratory system. It can cause paralysis. And so sometimes people might die and they just assume they had a heart attack or something like that. So they don't necessarily know. But the geographer cone is uh, this is and this is actually one of the bigger ones. It's about 10 to 15 centimeters, which for our American listeners is four to six inches. And then we've got the uh, tulip cone, which is another very deadly cone. This one is also in the two to four inch range, four and a half to nine and a half centimeters. And then the first one I brought up on accident, the striated cone, which gets about four and a half to 13 centimeters. So two to five inches. So, and, and these guys are, um, either fish eaters or the, um, the tulip actually eats other snails and things like that. A lot of the smaller ones will eat marine worms. And those are the ones that are, and the majority of them are just going to give you a, a painful sting. But if you are stung by a cone snail, there's not a whole lot you can do about it other than get to a hospital where they can try and keep you from dying until the effects wear off. There's no anti-venom for it. Uh, there's none of that. It doesn't exist. So you're thinking now, well, these cone snails are terrible. We should get rid of all of them. But hold on, not so fast. Cone snails are actually super important, and we're studying them and learning a lot of information about them. There's a lot of medicines that have been uh, procured from cone snail venom. Uh, there's already some pain relievers. There is a pain reliever, I'm looking for my uh, for my notes here, called Zyconotide, which is a thousand times as powerful as morphine. It's sold in the United States as Prealt. It's an FDA-approved drug. But there's also clinical trials underway for the treatment of things like Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, depression, epilepsy. There's a lot of chemistry going on in these snails, and there's a lot of potential for medical value from these venoms. So what's the rule? The rule is if you see a cone, leave it alone. And uh, that's like a, that's like a pretty common saying over there, right? That's like, do they, do they say that like the PSA public service announcement? Yeah. Yep, we, absolutely. Learned, we learned that in Fiji too. Do not touch anything yep. at the bottom on the sand. Yeah. We're kind of lucky in the Caribbean and Florida. We have cone snails, we have jellyfish, but we don't have any that are typically lethal. It'd be a really weird situation where any of those would be lethal. But if you're in other parts of the world, you definitely want to familiarize yourself with the local marine life because most of the time there are simple precautions you can take or yes. things just like not picking up the snails, uh, wearing the right type of beach shoes, stuff like that, that are going to keep you protected. But you need to know about that so you don't foolishly pick up that beautiful marble snail shell and uh, end up being the last thing you ever pick up. But yeah, uh, the, reason that, Matt, the reason, Matt, I asked you about the cone shell was we teach first aid as part of our business. And that's one of the things that we, we talk about in our, uh, in our courses. Very so, cool. So, so let me ask you then, because uh, I just, from doing a little research for this cruise creature, I came across some medical advice, which was basically 
And let me see if this is what you guys, if this sounds accurate to you guys. It said that to relieve pain, uh, put it in as hot of water without it obviously causing a burn. And then it said to put a pressure wrap on it that didn't cut off the circulation and yep. then get them to uh, like a hospital where they could get yep. them on a respirator or something like that. Does that all sound like accurate information? So we are more likely to use the hot water for something like a um say a um a, say a sea urchin mm -hmm. um somebody standing on a sea urchin that sort of stuff we'll use the we will use the same bandage we use for snake bite which is the pressure the um the, the, it, we call it the pit it's the pressure immobilization it's actually the bandage is what it's called pressure immobilization bandage um, and that is the, the, the current practice for um, treating um, snake bite, um, blue ringed octopus, cone shell, and um, there's one other. Oh, it'll hit me. You know, you know when it'll hit me when I'm about to. Like a, like a jelly, like a sea wasp, yeah. or, or a, probably not a sea wasp, maybe a Sydney funnel web? Yes, the funnel web. Yep, but, but funnily enough, the Sydney funnel web is not only. The funnel web spider is not only based in Sydney. Um, there are funnel webs throughout Australia. Um, the Sydney one is the most recognised for being the most venomous. Okay. So, uh, for those for those four creatures, primarily we're using the pressure mobilisation bandage. And here in the United States, we will tell people not to tourniquet or anything a snake bite, but it's. There's a reason for that. One, um, most of the snakes in the United States, if they bite you, it causes real fast swelling, but also they're not, they're just not as deadly. And so they, you have more time to get them to a hospital. Yeah. And for a non-trained person, it's easier to do more damage to them. Like if they tie a tourniquet, if they don't have the, the proper type of bandages and stuff. Uh, I know in Australia, um, you guys have anti-venom, not just for, like we basically, if you are bitten by a venomous snake in the United States, you get the same type of anti-venom, whether it's a, a rattlesnake, no matter what species, a copperhead, a cottonmouth. The only thing you would get different anti-venom for is a coral snake because that's closer to what you guys have. But in yeah. Australia, they have anti-venoms for individual species. And my understanding is even a, a brown snake in this area has a different anti-venom than one from this area. Like they're very... They're very focused and specialized in their antivenom because of the higher toxicity, but also um, the, it, that is more effective. That is correct. And and the the the, fun, the reason for the pressure immobilization bandage is yes, we don't want to cut off the circulation, but what they do want to attempt to do is keep the venom in the lymphatic system, so that when you do go to a hospital, the doctor can then do an extract, test the venom, and then give you the relevant antivenom. Very cool. Very cool. All right. That's cool. I learned something creature related. That's wow. awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, one more thing I wanted to say before we, we wrap up here, um, and you guys do something really cool, and I'm just kind of learning about it. It's called, I believe it's called Helping Hands for Cruising. Is that is that that's, the accurate? That's correct. You, you want to just tell people about that real quick? Absolutely. Um, 
to, to give you a heads up, with our group cruise, um, there were a number of people that we were really interested in joining us on the cruise, obviously. And there was a young gentleman that, that inspired me pre predominantly. He's, um, he was, I don't know if you know Darian from uh, Magnificent Germany. He, he and a group of guys got together up in Helen, Georgia, and um, they, there was a particular shot that Darian was taking of this, of this young particular guy climbing uh, these falls up in Helen. And uh, what was inspirational about this young man is that he is a cerebral palsy um, candidate and has uh, a couple of other issues. And he actually did not back down from anything that he did. He just said, I'm climbing the hill. And he did. With a huge smile on his face all the way. All the way up. And so what happened was it inspired us immensely. So what we've decided is that we are looking at, we, we have created a charity called Helping Hands for Cruising, which will give people who are um, in much more difficult circumstances than us, and, and we're, not, we're not millionaires by any means, but in a lot more difficult circumstances than us to have the opportunity to go on a cruise of a lifetime. And so the young man that we were talking about is our first recipient. So what we're intending to do is um, on the 6th of June, we're running a cruise-a-thon. Um, we'll be running for 12 hours, getting different groups in, and we're hoping that you guys might um, might partake in that. Yeah, and, we'd be interested. Um, it's, it's a way of you actually running a show for an hour and passing on to the rest of the group and whatever proceeds we make from that go into helping hands for cruising so that we can pay for people less fortunate, less less um, able to jump on a cruise with us and enjoy what we enjoy. It'll be an ongoing thing. It's not just a one-off. Um, yes, love is fat life. It is um, Kenneth, correct? Um, so Kenneth is our first recipient based on his inspirational um walk up the falls it was just uh so brought people to tears watching it, it. it was incredible it and if you have a look at our youtube channel um we've got a youtube channel called helping hands for cruising uh it is the number four not the words for um so helping hands for cruising um there is an interview i did with kenny um and you'll be able to um share a slight tear um, but at the same time, hopefully, hopefully be yes. as inspired as we were. Um, to give you an example, Kenny has just completed, he's 26 years old. He has just completed, um, and, he's a, and he's, he's a cerebral palsy um, casualty. I, I won't say uh, because his mind is not in, in, the, in the diseased space. His mind is in a very positive space. But he has just completed his auto mechanic school. Right, so he's—you can see that everything he's doing, everything he's saying, is in a positive vein, and this is incredible. That—that that was our inspiration. So there we go. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I watched that interview, and it was very inspiring. And uh, I hope he passed his exams. I know he was getting ready to take his exams. He's finished them. His last he's, exam oh, was two days ago. Yeah, we spoke to him just as he was going off to do his exams. That's all done. He's feeling. He felt pretty, pretty okay about it. Good, 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 good. Well, tell people where they can find you, um, and we will also link that in the show notes. And uh, feel free to 
link that over on the Fantastic Cruising community as well, but we'll put it in the show notes of the podcast and everything. We'll put the uh, helping hands for cruising there too, but go ahead and tell people about, you know, where they can find you on YouTube and, and uh, Facebook. So we have um, a YouTube channel called The Down Under Cruises. Um, we're, we're, as you can tell, folks, we are very um, intellectual. Um, <laughs> I learned stuff. <laughs> so, Possibly um, 50% of us. <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah, 50% of us, not me. I'm punching way above my weight. No, um, the Down Under Cruises, uh, we've got, uh, there's a Facebook page and also um, the YouTube channel, The Down Under Cruises. We run our live streams um, Wednesday, I'll, I'll say it in your time, Wednesday, because of Daylight Saving, it's Wednesday 5 a.m., uh, no, 6 a.m., and on Friday evenings at uh, 10 p.m., um, for those of you that are outside of the pond, um, that's Wednesday evenings at 8 o'clock and Saturday mornings or it's Saturday midday, actually. Um, and um, it's all sorts of crazy shenanigans. I think today we've got a crazy shenanigan going on. And actually our, our, our main uh, um, our motivation was um, to encourage people to come down under because and to visit New Zealand as well. We represent the Kiwis as well. That's why we have Kiwi the Kiwi in our logo. Because we find that people, a lot of the time, just see, you know, um, Steve Irwin and, um, you know, watch Crocodile Dundee and have really no idea about what Australia actually is and all about. And we want to tell you how fabulous it is here. Yes, we've got a couple of snakes. Yes, we've <laughs> got a, uh, um, a cone snail. But you know what? That's never, not Australia. And we've never mm -hmm. seen any snakes or cone shells in our lifetime. So oh, We did once well, okay. at the zoo. At the zoo, yes. <laughs> I, I have seen Steve Irwin, by the way, at the Australia Zoo. I think, that's a, I think that's a big misunderstanding about Australia because, you know, we, we talk about people say like, oh, everything in Australia wants to kill you, but that's not the reality for for people that live there and, and visit there. Yeah, so, so much beautiful country and culture there Absolutely. To, to see. Culture, that, culture yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got, we got a lot of culture. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Larry and sharks. Yes, and sharks. sharks. Of course, yes, sharks. Larry loves the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and also, when just real quick for for my brain, when you said that um, that cruisathon on the sixth of June was that in Australia, the sixth, or is that in the United States on the sixth? <laughs> um, obviously. Um, we have a lot of our uh, listenership coming out of the U.S., so um, we'll be running at the 6th of June, your time. Okay. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure to, to get to talk to you guys. I can't wait to get to know you guys more, and we really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Just come on the cruise. You you know you're gonna have a good time. <laughs> it's it's not off the list. We're no, waiting. We're waiting for cruising to like officially we, come back before we book anything. We can't new. commit to any more cruises right now, but it is it is a high up on the list cruise potential for us. Awesome. Lovely, and we are when we come. We've had our first dose yesterday. We've been we had our first vax yesterday. Ready, and awesome. um, we do plan. We want to come to the aquarium. Yes, yes. We we it's on our list. We're we're gonna we're gonna knock on your door and say g'day. We're gonna stand under the pink manta ray out the front. Yes. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and close it up.
All right. Well, on that note, I think it's time to head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you to everyone who is sticking around to after the credits. Matt has something special to share. Well, since we have you guys on from down under, um, I thought I'd bring one of your one of your natives here. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna do it there. You yeah, want it up uh, close? Yeah. Put it on the on the uh, iPad one. There we go. Uh, see if we can get her. She's gonna shed, so she's not as pretty as she normally is, but. She's um, always gorgeous. She oh, is she always is. gorgeous. This is a jungle carpet python from, from Queensland. Yep. Wow. In fact, uh, you guys might be familiar with a place called Zilly Falls. I don't know if you've heard of that, but we, we found it on a map in the approximate area where she would live, so that's how she got the name Zilly. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's gorgeous. 